Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to the show. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Mia for her seventh interview in the Year of Growth series. Welcome, Mia. I'm so glad to be here, Cassie. Thank you. You are welcome. I am so excited to talk to you today. So much fun stuff has been going on. But first, tell us how has your future self been showing up? Um, just incredible. Uh, in the present moment, always, and able to feel what's going on and what what is going to be happening. It just feels so great to just be present. It makes all the difference. Oh, that's awesome. And what awesome things are happening because of that? Um, trading is going well. We were talking a little bit beforehand. Um, uh, to this date, in my regular equity account, um, I've done 25 options trades and 24 out of the 25 have been profitable. And anybody who really trades options knows that, well, that one trade could have knocked you out, but it didn't. Uh, mostly my trades go off. The average was just a hair under 5% and my one loss was 6%. So it wasn't one of those killer, you know, um, this is going to ruin all the rest of your trading kind of losses. It was just a regular loss. Um, so I can't be happier. Um, and people, I do work with a mentor, uh, group in options. And I've talked to a few people who sat in on my sessions recently and just going like, so Mia, what's your secret? It's like, you know, if I could just block that profit and loss column out for a while and look at other numbers that mat matter to me, um, then I don't freak out and I don't do anything that I shouldn't be doing too quickly. So it's the patience thing, again, coming back in. You know, you need to be, you need to know not in too much trouble so you can let these things evolve because all options have an expiration to them. So there is a time factor, but if the time factor is not coming in and a lot of other things are in line, that profit and loss column can move all around and you can still be in very good shape. Um, so, uh, but it's a hard thing to do. It's something, it's one of the things that I wasn't doing. So I've been involved in options trading for at least two years before I started the in-channel circle. Mm -hmm. and I had my ups and downs. You know, it's the old rule, don't lose any more than you make. Uh, but I was in that thing where I was losing almost as much as I was making. Um, and it's taken till this year, probably a good six months in, of working in the enchanted circle where, no, now, almost all the trades are profitable because I have a completely different mindset than I had completely different mindset. So, um, and just having the courage to not only trade in a retirement account as I had been doing, but to open with my own money, you know, that is bread and butter stuff mm -hmm. an account. That was another big step for me. And, um, it's just been so awesome but it's happened over the period of a little bit more than a year that I've been in the enchanted circle now. Um, and it just um, was so natural. Things fell into place, you know, without forcing 
And again, that's about that whole presence thing, because when you're in the future, wondering what the future is going to be like a little too much um, in a worried way, uh, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that is so awesome to hear. As I think at the time of our last interview, you were even just getting, we were talking, I don't think we talked talked about it in the interview, but after we talked about snow angels and really getting, we called it snow angels, but it was really comfortable with this increased amount of money in your checking account. And I know in the last interview, you know, we had talked about how part of what you're doing in Enchanted Circle was breaking your own ceiling of how much money you allowed in your checking account and in, in your total things. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that and how you made the, the switch. Cause like you said, it was, you know, trading the options in your retirement accounts and then even in your personal accounts. Right. So, um, uh, it was a sort of thing I had noticed one of the exercises that we do, uh, for manifest 10 K is to go through everything, make room for good stuff to come in. So I realized I had a lot of paperwork from the past year, because I've had a business of my own mm-hmm. um, and I've kept, you know, all the banking statements. I can't believe how we used to reconcile checking accounts. Um, <laughs> but I noticed in looking at these, you know, as I, you know, put them in the V shredded uh, pile, um, my personal checking account was always in this range, somewhere between 10 and $20,000, which very comfortable, very comfortable range, you know, um, more money than my family than I was used to having growing up. You know, you got this nice cushion, um, never got close to zero even, um, but never getting above that either. There was always, oh, you know, the business needs a little bit more money or, oh my God, you know, estimated taxes are due or something would come up. So I'd always be in that range. And once I started to, um, uh, start the process of getting out of the business that I was in, money started to come in, lots of money, big, big chunks of money that, that I wasn't used to. And you told me, you said, you said, well, Mia, how often do you look at your accounts, you know, to see how much money you have? And I said, well, you know, once a day, maybe sometimes, maybe, well, just times that by 10, just times it by 10, however many times you're used to doing it, do it a lot more often. Just look at it, see it, see what's going on. You know, and so I did that. And in addition to that, you know, I had um, a financial, since I came into so much money, a financial advisor come and, you know, or actually call me and talk to me. And he's really turned out to be a really good guy, but he basically kind of is throwing up his hands because, you know, he calls in all of his uh, uh, people that are way above him that are expert traders, you know, to come and, and talk to me about this and that and the other thing. He says, you know, you know, you know way more than I can help you with. You know, if you want to open another account or something and you're running into a little red tape, give me a call. But otherwise, I can't help you. You know, I mean, and it's, it's very true. He's a good guy. And everything that he did was, I mean, he just went to the very top. If he didn't have an answer, he went to the very top. And, um, you know, all of that was happening at the same time. And it just kept building, you know, Mia, you got this. You got this. You know, you don't, you don't need to ask anybody. Um, talk to anybody. It's not like you don't listen to anybody's advice or whatever, but you got this, you got it. Cause that's what I started hearing from everybody. You got this, you know? Yeah. You're not going to, you need to, yeah, just keep going. You're doing great. You know? So, it, you know, it's like, you can't not believe that when it just keeps happening. 
Well, you can, but I'm out of that. I'm out of that uh, mode right now. I believe it. You know, so that's awesome. So, a combination of looking, getting used to that more money, and allowing yourself to hear other people say, you know, I'm an expert, but you're just as much of your own expert, and you can handle this. All kind of open the space yeah. to to seeing yourself as even more of a financial wizard, right? That's right. That's right. And um, so, you know, I don't, um, I do keep track. I mostly uh, do indexes that I trade options in. So I'm looking at the S&P 500. I'm looking at the Russell 2000. Those are the main two things. So I keep up, I keep up with a lot of technical um, stuff that's going on in the market and how all of these news things, everything's going on with trade affects the market. Um, and I've really found that to be helpful. I know you're, um, you're kind of interested in math. What's been interesting to me is some of these technical analyses that look at stuff. And it's amazing how much you can break stuff down. You know, they do a thing that's called uh, Fibonacci retracements. And basically, you know, you go to a certain level and then there's these things based on a, on a calculation for how far up it could go from there, where the likely stop points are, where the like, you know, support and resistance. And, you know, things like that are very close, but you have to, it's not, it's um, simple, but not easy sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really fun. I can spend, it seems like I can spend just the right amount of time that I'm not, you know, when I first got involved with options trading, I spent so much time trying to understand what was going on with the market, with everything that goes on with options. And now it's to a point where I can do somewhere between a half hour to three hours, you know, worth of reading and research a day on this stuff and be in the market, you know, looking closely at the market for that long. And I kind of got a feel for it. You know, it's not a 24 seven thing. It's not a, you know, I'm, I'm actually like starting to scratch my head and go, okay, now there's going to be something else because I have this fitting in here and I'm having so much fun with it, but I can only do, I mean, I can't, I won't be able to just do this. You know, there's yeah. so much more time left and it's, it's like, wow, okay. You know, and it's yeah. so fun. You know, it's really fun for me. It's just so fun. So that's awesome. So you're going to have to find uh, more fun to put in your life. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I want to say. Um, I, it's, it's great. And it's, you, you know, I, I talked about it on here before when we were doing our interview. It's like Snow Angels was also about, well, I'm kind of just waiting to see what's next. You know, I mean, um, you see kids, if you ever go shopping in a supermarket and they just get so bored sometimes they get on the floor and they're just sick to a snow angels, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's what shopping is to a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I felt that way, you know, and, mm -hmm. but stuff does come along just like when you're a kid, stuff comes along um, that gets you really interested. So I know that's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Um, and it just feels really, really good. Yay. I love it. Um, you had said something in a call um, a while ago, and I love it because it. so I always say when you change your money story, everything changes because money and life are related. Everything else, it not 
even the things that money doesn't touch, but it's who we're being with money. We are in other situations. And you said, you know, life used to be good 50 to 80% of the time. Now it's good 95 to 100% all the time. And you just had to take some time and get comfortable with everything being good all the time. We say a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, um, I can be a perfectionist uh, and I can make things harder than they need to be. And that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot is even just with simple everyday things, it's like, oh, I could do this easier. I could make this, you know, just a very easy thing to do. Um, I mean, you just heard me with the options trading, you know, it used to, I used to think, God, I have to spend 24 seven. I have to be right with the market all the time. And, you know, are you ready to make an adjustment and all this sort of be just nervous and, Oh my God, Oh my God. And you know what? You don't, um, it, it can, it can really, it, things will come to you. Yes. Doesn't mean you just sit back and do nothing, but you don't have to be hyper vigilant and perfectionist all the time. Um, stuff can be um, easy and very, very good all the time. Somebody said something in, in one of the Enchanted Circles calls that really hit me. Uh, Lainey said, um, now I don't ask why, why is this happening to me? I ask why this is happening for me. And it's so true. I mean, I had this very super lucky trade last week that really, I mean, just it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. But that, that was it, you know, instead of when what looked like bad news was coming to me, instead of by saying, why is this happening to me? You know, it's like, what is going to come from this? It's going to be fun. You know, I might, yeah. worst, worst thing, I might lose a little money and who knows where it's going to go, you know, and it, it just turned out awesome, you know. Um, and even if I had had a loss, there would have been a cool little lesson from it that I could have taken with me. Um, and I'm sure we'll learn quite a bit from it, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, everything's so good. That's awesome. Um, I love that you said, and, and this is the key. And I think this is hard. It's not hard to teach people, but it's because you have to become it. But what you said is like, even if there was a loss, right. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about that trade, but you're like, even if there's a loss, there's a lesson. Even if I lose a little bit, that's okay. I'm in it for the long game. And those are the, the thoughts of the person who it's happening and has a lot of money, right? Because it's like, yeah, I'm going to learn. It's okay. Like it's all working out. Um, and so it's just one of the biggest ways I want to highlight for our listeners that when you become the person, that's an example of thinking different and being a different person is that you're literally like, oh, it's going to be okay. There's not this freak out, worry, panic, all these things, like you said, projecting into the future. And that is, that's the magic that allows more money to come because there is no other option but for it to be good. And so it almost always defaults to more money because the only option is good and, and often money follows that. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of what I said earlier. You, when you have a lot of money um, and when you're, you're making some big bets, most of my average trade is around 10,000 or a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to get used to um, seeing that trade be down, you know, maybe, you know, you're trying to, I'm trying to make about $500 or so off of that trade within mm-hmm. a week. Um, but you have to be used to that being down 1500 $2,000. Um, and if 
everything else is looking okay and your gut says it's okay, you got to be ready to be okay with that. And most people aren't, you know, but that's one of the things that definitely comes. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's analogous to other things. It's about money right here, but you have to be used to setbacks because you know you're going to get sprung right into the future. That's going to be really something really good is going to come from it. So really, really awesome. You know? That is awesome. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit, we've touched on that, um, that trade, um, but talk about trades and trust and how that all plays into it. Maybe even if you want to tell a little bit of the story from last week, because I love it because you thought you'd taken care of something or you thought you'd set it up to be the way you wanted it and it changed. It was still awesome. Yeah. You know, I, on my computer, I have a very nice platform for trading. It shows graphs and all kinds of stuff and you can break your trades up. I mean, it's just really, it's beautiful. Um, but when I leave my computer, uh, I'm on an app that's on the phone, which has a lot of functionality, but only a, a fraction. You can only do so much. So I had a meeting uh, last Wednesday with a client and it was kind of 1130, which is about an hour and a half before the market closes out here on the West Coast. And um, so I, and it was the day of the Federal Open Market Committee, you know, deciding how much they're going to, you know, drop interest rates and all that sort of stuff. So it could have been very volatile. I had a few trades on. One of them was close. So I put an adjustment in with a very low price, $100 less than it would cost to buy this. So that if I needed to make adjustment, I could do it on my phone. I just go in and I change the price. Boom, I got the adjustment. So I've looked at it. I've got it set up in my phone. Go off to my meeting. Sitting there, sitting there with my client. We're tasting wines, having, you know, you know, lovely, good wines. Uh, happy, happy. Bing, my phone goes off. Well, it was good news. Because another trade had gone off for my profit. I'm thinking, yes. And actually, it was the one I thought I might need to adjust. I'm thinking, great. This is so awesome, you know. Boom, my phone goes off again. I look at my phone real quick. Uh-oh, look, it actually came down to the price that I had the adjusting trade set to. I just got into a trade that I didn't want to get into. Uh-oh, oh, can't do anything about it now. I'm sitting right here, present with my client, we're tasting wine. Everything's fine. Um, so we, we end the tasting. Um, we've got a little bit of time before we have another meeting in the vineyard. He's a great photographer. So he wants to show me his beautiful pictures of Bryce Canyon that he took. So we do that. Then we head down to the vineyard. Um, I see I have a little bit of time. So I just gotta look to see what's going on with the trade. I, the thing I thought is, well, this is going to be interesting. We'll see how it turns out. I might lose a little money, but I can't lose a lot because it came in at such a low, low price. So we'll see what happens. Um, and so I just look at, look at it, you know, on the phone and it's like, wow, I haven't lost any money. I've actually made a little money. So quickly, I put in on my phone the opposite order uh, in two accounts. They clear. I need to go off to my vineyard meeting. I'm not sure. I know I'm a little profitable. I don't know how much. Vineyard meeting goes great. Come home. Get on the computer. I can actually see what I've made on that one trade. On that one trade, I made $1,240. Woohoo! Over 25%. It basically in less than an hour. And it was only because the market went way up and way down. By the next day, that trade was losing money. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was all about timing. 
Um, it wasn't intentional. In fact, it was a little bit of a mistake, but I didn't kick myself for it. And I also didn't excuse myself from a wonderful meeting that I was having with one of my favorite clients. Um, I just said, this is, you know, this is what it's going to be and let's see what happens. And it turns out I had a little time and it turns out, you know, things went not my way to get me into that trade. And then they went my way to get me profitable in that trade. And I was there for the proper timing because by the next day it wouldn't have been profitable. So, I mean, I can't, you can't, um, there's no way I had, the only thing I had control over was my own reaction to it, you know, and that, that was the thing. And just why is this happening for me? We're going to see, you know, it's either going to be a lesson or, you know, a, a nice little lesson that I'll take something from or, you know, it's going to turn out well, or it could be neutral too. You know, I might've been able to get out of it. That was my thinking. It's like, I wonder if I could get out of this trade from what I paid for it, you know, right now. And, you know, it turned out to be way better than that. So um, that, that was, that was just uh, awesome. And um, I've said it before on the interviews. Um, one of my favorite little things to remind myself is um, I'm grateful. I'm so well taken care of. You know, the universe definitely does take care, um, take care of you. It wants to take care of you, you know. So um, it's always been that way. Uh, you just, the more you believe, the more it's that way, you know. I love it. And that's a perfect... Uh, opening to um, nothing is sticky. And you had a couple of experiences, both you got to experience personally, but you got to see it in a sports setting um, that nothing is sticky. And I love, I love it. So you tell us the stories of being at the WNBA All-Star Game events. Yeah, it was so great. You know, number one, I was there with with, uh, my older sister, uh, who we were pretty close when we were growing up. She's 10 years older than I am. Um, and, uh, there's sticky stuff there cause we haven't spent a lot of time together. Um, it's not like, it's not a bad relationship. It just could be better. But we went and WNBA all-star thing and we're all, it's great. You know, um, Cassie, you told me on a call, just be your present self and let your sister be her present self. You know, mm-hmm. Don't, don't go in the, don't go in the past. Don't dig up old stuff. And it, it worked out very well. And then in the actual skills contest before the game, they have both a three-point shooting contest and they have um, a skills contest that you have to dribble around things, do a pass, and then make a three-point shot, you know, so you're dribbling around. So it's like uh, one against one, and then, you know, you work your way up and you get to the championship. Everybody who won both contests, um, Diamond the Shields, who won the skills, and Tina Strickland, who won the three-point, they missed their first shots. You know, they weren't doing well in the beginning. And it's like, oh, God, you know, it, it, or they missed a pass or they ran into a, um, a thing when they were dribbling the ball, but they came back mm-hmm. and they won. You know, so that part of that performance that wasn't perfect when, other, when the other player, their, their you know, opponent was going perfectly, wasn't perfect, but they just kept going. And it turned out in their favor in the end. And then the woman who won the most valuable player, great, great woman. She was just on fire, hit like uh, six out of seven of her first three-point shots. I mean, just incredible. 
and was driving to the basket during the game. And all-star game, you know, you're not in there a lot of the time, you know, because everybody's there getting players in there, players in there. So when she was there, she was on. And then she hit the three-pointer that probably won it for the Las Vegas side or the West side. Um, she was just awesome. And she got the most valuable player, Erica Wheeler. Uh, I'd say she probably is as tall as me, maybe five, six, you know. So she's this little guard. Killer. And, you know, she tells the story um, of being undrafted in the WNBA draft. She wasn't drafted out of college. She had to come try out for the team, make the team. She didn't get drafted because I don't think she played her senior year in college because her mother passed away from cancer. I mean, so here's somebody who um, believed, um, didn't let anything stick to her that, that um, she didn't need. Um, I'm sure she, um, everybody on the court, all the players were crying. The woman that was interviewing her was crying. We were all like, because ah. <laughs> her story was just so incredible. Um, and nothing needs to be sticky, you know. Um, it's you just keep moving. You get you get lessons. You need to have feelings, you know. You definitely need to. Um, you can't, you know, if your mother passes away, you can't, you know, not grieve that. But you can go on with life. You can if if the W nobody drafts you, no team drafts you in WNBA, you can still go on. You can still prove your worth. You. Um, can still be you, which is just exactly what she was doing. You know, she was just so awesome. That is awesome. <clears throat> I love all those stories um, that you brought back and, and that you got to see it um, play out on the court in a couple different ways, as well as, you know, in your own relationship right next to you with your sister, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for from her side, you know, she can be – she can be, she's always been a picky eater. We'll just say it. She's been a picky eater. She doesn't eat a lot of different stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And my partner, Tracy, and I, we're like, you know, we go out. We, we like places. And one of our favorite places is a Spanish tapas place called Haleo in, in, uh, in Vegas. And we took her there and she tried everything, liked everything. You know, she was just, so it was about, it wasn't about me saying, oh, no, don't try that, or you're, she's probably not going to try this, Tracy, or she's not going to like that dish, Tracy. Just let it be. And she tried everything. She liked a lot of things, and it was, it was awesome. You know, it was just it was great, just that freedom. It's not like she became this, this gourmet overnight, but she opened up a bit, you know, and that's, that was awesome, you know, just awesome. That is awesome. It's fantastic. Um, I love it. So any advice or final thoughts that you would give to someone listening to this interview? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely trust and opening up. So, um, uh, letting the good stuff in, you know, that's, uh, something that Cassie works with us a lot on is, um, just make enough room so the good stuff can come in. You know, if it's, if the, if there's room for the good stuff to come in, it's going to find you. Um, and you have to know that whatever looks like a setback is really a jumping off point mm-hmm. for your next level up. And um, it's, I, it's happened to me personally, and I've seen it happen to so many people in the enchanted circle. I mean, it's one of the reasons that the calls are so valuable. It's not like, um, 
it's not like I have questions and stuff every week, but mm -hmm. the stuff that everybody else brings, you know, it clicks with you. Um, even if you didn't have that question or that issue, then you go, oh, wow, that's kind of something. Yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. I can see. And so it really is just so reinforcing. And that is one of the things that opens the door up a little bit to, uh, to let the good stuff come. We talked about it before. I, I trained Aikido for a long time. And the whole thing there is, you know, you need to invite the act so that you can do what you want. You know, if you don't just wait for somebody to attack you, you, you open the door, you offer something. So you already start to take control mm -hmm. just by doing that. Um, and I think it's, it's another good metaphor. Yes. Ah, oh, I love that. That is make room for the good stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing interview. Thank you for sharing um, all these awesome stories with us and just, just showing how important trust is and what happens when you get into those bigger areas where you have to trust. That is, it's so valuable for everyone listening. And I love hearing uh, the stories and all the growth that you've had. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Cassie. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to come back and check out Mia's next interview in the Year of Growth series. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step -step process to welcome more money into your life, go to manifest10k.com.